Hi, welcome to The Christian Contrast, where we talk about how walking with Jesus leads us to live differently than those in the world around us. Um, I'm Dan here with the solo episode, and we are going to be talking about sports. So that's why I have my Dodgers cap on to represent the team that I've been rooting for for the last 35 years. We are going to be talking, I've, I've titled this episode, Jesus and Sports Fans. Um, and, and specifically because um, if I just said we're going to talk about sports, it could be like, well, are we talking about sports in terms of um, us doing athletic things and being into that? Are we talking about it in terms of our kids being involved in sports and how all that works? And the answer is no. That there's other episodes where we talked about some of those things and, and how even with family life, kids sports can become something that, that can end up being a distraction from what Jesus has called us to. But today I, I want to zero in more specifically to the whole idea of sports fandom. And how not everybody, but a huge part of our population, and it's not just the United States, it's around the world, a huge part of people are rabid sports fans and have at least one team that they feel very devoted to. Um, and in some ways, because that, you know we're filming this here in December, almost December, um, so we're in the midst of the NFL season, which in the US, NFL is still kind of king as far as sports. And then you've got college football, which people are into basketball and hockey and college basketball have all started up. So all of that is going on. The best sport baseball is dormant. But but still, there's a lot of sports stuff going on right now. And uh, and sometimes what, what we can see is people wrestle through the whole idea of saying is, is this just a giant waste? Is, is this something that shouldn't be important to me as a believer? Because I, I find myself getting wrapped up in sports and in sports fandom. And so here's what I want to do in this episode. What, what I've got is I've got two warnings about sports fandom and then three benefits. Um, and I actually kind of wrestled through the order where, where I said, well, do, do I want to talk about the benefits and then give the warnings? And I'm actually going to not do that. I'm, I'm going to start with the warnings and then give the benefits because part of what I want to do is explore in this episode what because this is such a transcultural thing it's that this is not just an american thing this is around the world um because this is something that seems to just go across all cultures what is it in this that this seems to indicate that there's something in the way that god has made us where we're drawn toward sports fandom so i want to look at it in a positive way but i also want to give some appropriate warnings about it so i'll start with two warnings and then i'll move into three benefits and we'll talk them through i'll end up bringing some scripture to bear on this also so two warnings about sports fandom um, number one warning number one is that we need to be careful about our sports fandom leading to an overuse of time and money on these things. Um, so just in the same way that if we're talking to parents about how many sports are your kids involved in, it can end up being something where we're saying, gosh, are, are your kids unable to be involved in the life of the church or involved in just healthy activities because we've overrun them with sports things? This can actually happen just in terms of being a sports fan. That if you're into all sorts of sports, there's always something to watch. There's always something to follow. Um, I know people. It, now, now, this is funny because, and I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but um, I know people that uh, family bonding over sports has been a unique thing that has drawn people together. But I also know of people who grew up in a family where, in particular, dad was a big sports fan, and that ended up to them indicating I'm, I'm not as important. I feel sort of left out. I feel unimportant because sports are always on, and I'm not into sports, and so I, I, I don't know how to engage in this. Um, so I do think that there's a worthwhile warning of saying, man, if, if we are really into our sports fandom, we can end up spending too much time 
And so that would lead to, hey, I, I, I can't come to that church activity because I got to follow my team or I'm distracted while I'm at life group because I'm checking the scores of this or I'm not going to go be involved in these other things because I've got to track my sports or just in terms of, man, buying tickets for games um, is expensive. Buying gear for your sports team is expensive. Um, getting all these days, sort of getting all kinds of streaming opportunities, the, all the right ones in line to be able to watch the sports. This can all be a significant use of our time and our money. So it's worth it, at the very least taking a step back and saying, being a sports fan is not wrong, but we all should be on the lookout to say, am I spending too much time or too much money on this? Does the amount of time and money that I spend on this um, sort of rightly reflect the place that this should have in my life, or is it outsized? So, so warning number one, there can be an overuse of time and money surrounding sports. Warning number two, is that being a sports fan can genuinely lead you to place your hope in the wrong spot. Um, one of the things, I, I noticed this about five years ago, because I, I mean, I, I love sports, I'm a big sports fan, and in particular with the Dodgers, I, I've been a real heartfelt fan since I was 10 years old. Um, when, the, when the Dodgers were in the World Series against the cheating Astros back in 2007, um, I was, I mean, I was amped, I was looking for the first time in nearly 30 years that the Dodgers were going to win the World Series. I loved that team. I really wanted it to happen. Would have happened if the Astros hadn't cheated. But but the point is this. Um, if you remember that World Series in 2017, those games were wild. I mean, the, those games were roller coaster games, back and forth, leads and, and comebacks. Um, I genuinely, with a couple of those games, I found myself so up when the Dodgers were doing well and so down when they were losing that I genuinely thought I, I was going to end up having health problems from this. I genuinely was looking at myself and saying, I, I don't, uh, I should not be this into this. I should not be this elated when the Dodgers score and this devastated when they give up runs. That that's That's too much. And to me, it, it was just this little bit of a signal. It wasn't the first time I'd ever experienced it, but just a little bit of the signal saying, why am I this up or this down about it? Um, this isn't just kind of like I'm happier than I would normally be because the Dodgers won, or I'm a little bit sadder than I would be because the Dodgers lost. It, it was like it, it was going to indicate what kind of a day I was having or what kind of a week I was having. And that to me was a major signal of saying, man, I am too wrapped up in this. Um, and, and if you're a sports fan, you know that this sometimes happens where if your team loses, you almost feel this sense of shame, like you're a little bit embarrassed because you're going to see friends and they're going to bring up that your team lost and you feel this little sense of shame. And, and it's like, it's, it's this weird thing. It's like, you, you didn't do anything. You weren't on the field. You weren't the one who blew the game. It's, it's the team that you're connected to that lost this. And, and yet we can feel this sense of shame. And sports can be, I'll, I'll talk more about this, can be this positive sense of hope. You know, the, there's this whole, there's always next year idea. But there also can be this living and dying. Like my, my hope, my, my optimism in life right now is set on how is my team going to do? And I think that this happens all the more when there's a deficit of hope in other places in our lives. If you're looking at it and you're like, hey, my job is fine, I guess, but I'm not really finding hope in, in my job fulfilling me. Um, maybe in your marriage, may, maybe you're either divorced or maybe you are still married, but your marriage kind of feels like it's, it's just there 
and it's just sort of what it is and you're not finding a lot of hope in that and maybe with your kids you, you maybe it's not even that things are bad with your kids but you don't know quite what to do at this stage with your kids so at least here is something that you can look forward to and devote yourself to it, this can be unhealthy sports can be a wonderful part of our lives that can bring joy and can bring benefits if we're sports fans but it also can become something that takes over our lives in a really unhealthy way and especially with where we put our hope are you able to here's a good test are you able to move on from losses and be okay are you able to move off from wins and be okay are you able to move forward in the aftermath and say oh, i'm a little bit bummed that my team lost but We'll, we'll just move on with life. Or do you find yourself fixated, distracted, discouraged? That Those are signs that this has taken an unhealthy place of hope in your life. So those are the two warnings that I want to give before getting into the benefits, which is going to be the bulk of this video. This is going to be a very positive video. But I wanted to give those two warnings to say, as we talk about the benefits, there are some warnings. Are you spending too much time and money on it? Is your hope too wrapped up in it? There's the warnings. We're done with those now. And now I'm going to talk about three benefits to being a sports fan. And again, as I'm talking about this, I'm not just looking to talk to, uh, about this from kind of my personal standpoint, but to look at it and say, this is something that shows up in culture after culture. What is it about us? that God has made us, where, where this resonates with us, and what is something for us as believers that we can take, that, that we can sort of read into this and then positively take from sports fandom. So as I said, I've got three benefits of sports fandom. Um, the first one is this. We get the opportunity to celebrate positive qualities when we're watching sports. Um, you get the opportunity to celebrate qualities like discipline, when you're watching somebody who is so devoted to their craft, who is so focused on what they're doing and are disciplined, and you know that outside of the game that you're watching, they have drilled and they have focused and they have trained and they've got themselves to this point where where it, in sports, you'll often hear people talk about the whole idea of uh, it, it's not that you train at doing something until you're capable of doing it. It's that you train at doing something where you're almost incapable of not doing it right. So whether that's with a pitcher, whether that has to do with blocking and football, whether that has to do with, with tennis and certain strokes, it, it, the idea is that there's so much discipline that's gone into this, and that is something that's admirable. Um, in fact, some of you know that the Apostle Paul, at a couple different points, brings up sports analogies in a positive way. So I'll read one of them. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. And he says this, Do you not know that in a race... All the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Um, Paul there is talking about discipline. He's, he's talking about self-discipline and the idea of I'm focusing in on what I'm training my spirit for, on what I'm training myself for in terms of godliness. And when we watch sports, we get to see a picture of that positive quality. 
Um, and not just that, we, we see other things. We see teamwork going on in sports. We are a part of the body of Christ, and we are all bringing our different gifts to the table. And when you're watching a team function and everybody do their part and bring their unique gift to the table, you get a picture of that. And you also get a picture of something that goes right along with teamwork, which is the idea of sacrificing for a greater good. Um, to me, one of the best examples of this was, I mean, at this point, it was, you know, probably somewhere around 15 years ago. Um, Luke Walton was on the Los Angeles Lakers. This, this was back in the, um, Kobe and Pau Gasol days. And, uh, Luke was a starter. He was a starting, um, small forward on the team and he was a good serviceable player, not a star, but a good solid player. And uh, the backup small forward was named Trevor Ariza. And Luke Walden got injured for a little while, and Trevor Ariza stepped into his role. Um, and Luke Walden, actually, when he was back from injury, ended up going to the coach and saying, I think we need to start Trevor. I think this gives our team the best option to win. So this was a starter on a team that was one of the championship favorites and ended up winning back-to-back -back championships, going to his coach and saying, I think what we need to do here is we need to have me have a less prominent role and him have a more prominent role. Um, you, you can almost hear right now the words of John the Baptist in John chapter three, he, Jesus, must increase, I must decrease. Um, and also, at any time any of us are involved in the church, the idea of saying, we, we've got a mission to do. We, we are looking to passionately pursue life in Jesus and lead our neighbors to do the same. So you know what? Whether that involves me up front or me behind the scenes, I don't care. Whether somebody else gets the credit for something or I get the credit for something, I don't care. I just want to see the job done. And in sports, not as frequently as we should, but we get opportunities to see that. Um, and then finally, one more quality to, to put in is just the idea of perseverance. The idea that in sports, you see people push through injuries and push through fatigue and push through challenges. Um, Paul in, in 2 Timothy, which most agree is his final letter before his execution, um, he says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, um, he says, I've kept the faith. I have finished the race. It's the idea of I, I, I have kept going. I've persevered to the end. I didn't give up anywhere along the way. Um, I'm a fan, not, not only of the Dodgers, but in terms of football, I'm a fan of the Buffalo Bills, which if you're an NFL fan, the first thing that you think of is that the Bills went in the 90s to the Super Bowl four years in a row and they lost all four of them. Yeah, that, that was tough. Um, in one of those Super Bowl runs, and the Bills had a first round game, a wild card game, where they were losing 35 to 3 early in the second half. They were being absolutely demolished. And then if you're aware of what happened, the Bills chipped away, they didn't give up, and they ended up making the most dramatic and the largest comeback in playoff history and eventually winning the game 41 to 38. It's a game that I love to go back and rewatch. But 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 it's it's a picture there of man, you are down and you could just give up, but they kept going. And we we have pictures of that in sports all the time. Man, in our lives we get discouraged and we want to give up to keep going. So just in watching sports, we get opportunities to celebrate positive qualities that have applications into our own lives. That's the first benefit that I want to talk about with sports. We have the opportunity to see and celebrate positive qualities and apply them to our own lives. That's benefit number one. Benefit number two is that through watching sports, we experience a story. We experience 
a drama. And one of the reasons why I, I think we like it so much is because it's an unscripted drama. Sometimes you're watching a movie and it's not that there's anything bad about the movie, but it just feels very predictable. It feels very paint by numbers. We're like, I know what's going to happen here. And I can kind of pretty well predict how this is going to unfold. When you're watching sports, it's not that you can't ever predict, but this isn't scripted. That there, There's uncertainty. You don't know at the end that the good guys are going to win. Sometimes your team loses and you're just like, oh, that that's it. Somebody else's team gets to celebrate. So, so we end up with this unscripted drama that has storylines going into it and has a beginning and a middle and the end. And there's ups and downs. And there's almost, a, if you're watching the aftermath, there's almost a plot line to what's unfolding here and adjustments that happen and the crisis moments that come to the teams. We're watching an unfolding drama. And, and so it, it, here's the deal. I, I know um, if you're a sports fan, you have times that your team wins and times that your team doesn't win. So I, I want you to focus in on the times that your team won and the times that it was a, a compelling victory that they had. Um, in those times, here's what you get a picture of. You get a picture of what it's like to be in a situation where at some moment it feels like all is lost and then good prevails or the happy ending comes. Um, I'll, I'll talk about the Dodgers again. So the, the year that I became a fan of the Dodgers was 1988. I was 10 years old. I followed them from opening day throughout the whole season. And it ended up being a great season to follow them because they won the World Series that year. I, I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, in the game one of the World Series in 1988 was one of the most dramatic sports moments ever. Um, the Dodgers' best player on the team, Kirk Gibson, was injured, and so he was not in the lineup for the Dodgers. They were losing to the Oakland A's 4-3 to three in the bottom of the ninth. They got a runner on first with two outs, so they're an out away from a loss in the first game of the World Series. And even though he was injured in both hamstrings, Kirk Gibson comes up to bat. And he's going against the best reliever in the game, Dennis Eckersley, and he's throwing strikes by him. He's, he's Gibson is barely fouling these off. He looks terrible up there. I remember back in, you know, back when I was 10 when this happened, my mom left the room and refused to watch because she was, it was too painful to her to watch this guy who was so injured. Um, Kurt Gibson with a three and two count in the bottom of the ninth, losing by one run with a runner on first base, hit a dramatic, miraculous home run to win the game for the Dodgers. It was magical. It, it, it couldn't have been scripted any better. It was this amazing thing. And it was that much more amazing because it, it, it puts in your head that real experience, not, not just in a story, but in real life of having the experience of being on the brink of defeat and then experiencing the elation of victory. As th this is what our story is like as believers in Jesus, that it appeared that Satan had won the victory because Jesus was dead and in a tomb. But just when it seemed like all was lost, the most dramatic, fantastic victory happened. With sports, we get many glimpses of that. We get those storylines. We, we get things that we can relate to our lives. We, we get those experiences of saying, wow, an even greater victory is coming that is going to be snatched from the teeth of defeat. 
There's beauty in that. And I think that that's one of the reasons why our hearts resonate with this. You never know when you're going to see something amazing when watching sports. It might end up just being something that sort of is like, yeah, that's, that, that was a normal game, nothing remarkable, but you never know what you're going to experience. You never know if the beauty, the excitement, the drama that you're going to experience. And we all like stories. God has made us with stories. We are in the midst of a story that he is telling that involves losses and challenges and drama and will ultimately end in victory. Now, that's the second benefit of being a sports fan. You get that experience. You, you get the beauty of that. And so anytime you experience that happening, use that as a way of saying the reason my heart so resonates with that is because that is a small picture of the story that I'm in right now. And this story ends with victory because of Jesus. Um, and finally, here, here's the third um, benefit of being a sports fan. Sports gives us a picture of vicarious victory. Um, now, for those of you who know what vicarious means, you might think I'm overreaching here. For those of you who don't know what it means, you need me to, to explain what I'm talking about here. Um, when we talk about Jesus's sacrificial death for us and his resurrection, we talk about both of those. Um, in fact, his life, his death, and his resurrection, we talk about all three of those being vicarious, which means that they were in our place. They were done by him, but we experienced the benefits of them. We end up experiencing the benefits as if we had lived the perfect life that Jesus had lived, as if we had died to pay the penalty for our sins, and as if we had been raised from the dead. We experience the victory that somebody else won. And we experience all the benefits of the victory that Jesus won, even though we weren't the ones to win it. It's funny with sports because there's a lot of sports fans talking in terms of we and us. How is our team this year? How are we doing? Did we win last night? We, we talk like that. And sometimes we'll make fun of ourselves or we'll make fun of each other for talking in terms of we, because we're like, you're, you're not on the Dodgers. You're not on the Lakers. You're not doing any of this stuff, which is true. But there is a sense of the sports community, of the fans being swept up and sharing in the victory that other people win on their behalf. And here's the interesting thing too. You'll hear players talking in these terms. You'll, you'll hear players talking and saying, I wanted to win this championship for the city of Los Angeles, for the city of St. Louis, for the city of Cleveland. You have this whole idea of players looking to do this on behalf of the city or on behalf of the fans, sharing in this victory as if they also are victors. As a sports fan, you get to experience the elation of sharing in a victory that you didn't win. Now, once again, some of you will feel like, Dan, I think that you're really reaching on this, that there's a connection here. But I think that there really is. I think that there really is a special connection of us being able to look at the situation and say, man, when the Dodgers won the World Series in 1988, I had never taken an at-bat for them. I had never, uh, I'd never thrown a pitch. I'd never fielded a ball. I didn't do anything like that. I was never once on the field. But man, I shared in the joy of that victory as if I was a part of that team because in a sense, I was a part of that team as a fan in a much richer way. That, that's this tiny picture of what it is like to share in the victory of Jesus. We, we don't come to Jesus 
as contributors to the team of our own salvation. We come to him as people who experienced the benefits of a victory that we didn't win. In fact, we didn't even fight in the battle. Jesus won it for us. Now, we can say, well, now we're on the team, and it's like, yeah, all right, that, that's a different analogy, and, that, and that's a different way to think about it. That's fine. When it comes to our salvation, we didn't win the victory. We weren't even on the field. But somebody won that victory for us, and all of us who have put our faith in Jesus get to experience the fallout and the benefits of that victory. And man, I, I do think sports are a part of that. And when you see, not only in the United States, but around the world, the way that people and cities and towns and nations get swept up into the joy of a victory that they themselves didn't win, you, you get this little picture of what it is like for us to get the benefits of the victory that Jesus won, even though we weren't on the field when that victory was won. I think those are some pretty good benefits of watching sports and being a sports fan. Now, if you're not a sports fan, I'm not trying to talk you into it. We, we all have our different things. So I'm not saying you should be a sports fan for this reason. What I'm saying is in particular, if you are a sports fan and you felt conflicted, you felt like, I don't know, and is this an idol or is this just sort of a waste of time? What I'd say is, all right, first of all, um, this shouldn't be something that consumes your time and money away from things that are more significant in your life. Um, this also shouldn't be something that you find yourself just living and dying with. But if you're able to experience this and saying, I, I'm getting to see a picture of how to celebrate qualities that are in some way transferable into my life, and that's good. If you're able to look at this and say, I, I get to experience the drama and the agony of defeat and the joy of victory and the hope that goes along with there's always next year. If, if you're looking at that, that's good. And in particular, if you're looking at it and you're just struck one day by saying, I feel like I won, but I wasn't on the field. You get to say in the ultimate sense, I have won victory over death, even though I wasn't on the field. It was a vicarious victory that somebody else won for me. Man, if you're a sports fan, approach sports in that way. And first of all, I think that it will allow you not to live and die quite as much with your team in an unhealthy way, but instead to get to experience the journey because it's giving you constant glimpses, glimpses into us as image bearers and glimpses of the story that God is telling in the world. Um, well, I'm curious about what the feedback will be on this. Not as controversial as some of the things that we've talked about, but some of you might have questions, you might have thoughts, you might have pushback, um, you might have another warning that you feel like needs to be given, or you might have another benefit that you feel like should be mentioned and all that. And all of that is great and fine. I'd love to interact with those. I always like to go back and look at the comments um, on our episodes. You can find all episodes of The Christian Contrast on our YouTube channel for Life Bible Fellowship Church, and you can also find them on our website, lbf.church. Um, we put out an episode every two weeks so we have a backlog of a whole bunch of things so if you listen to this episode and you felt like that this is the kind of content i'd like to hear a little bit more of um then you can go back and you can find episodes on a variety of different subjects where walking with jesus leads us to live differently than the world around us um, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode thanks so much for taking the time to listen we'll see you in two weeks